Welcome to the teaching ministry of Dr. Benji Kelly and New Hope Church. We're so glad you've joined us for this week's podcast. Dr. Kelly is currently leading us through a series entitled Hope Rising. The best is yet to come. Here's Dr. Kelly with this week's podcast. How are we doing today? You guys doing good? Welcome to New Hope Church. So glad you are here. Why don't we just on the count of three, welcome all the campuses, all eight of them, including Central here, makes nine. Just one, two, three, all the campuses. Give it up and welcome everybody. So glad you are here on this very special, special day. I want to tell you that I bring you greetings from uh, all the campuses. I have been on a church-wide tour and I've been visiting all the different campuses, and I gotta just tell you, I can, I can categorically and enthusiastically let you know that hope is indeed and in fact rising all over the movement. And I tell you, yeah, I tell you, I wish I could take you with me. That's actually what I've been experiencing as I go there. I wish I could take every single person with me to visit these campuses because it's when I go to these campuses that I'm able to see the the scale, if you will, the magnitude of what God is doing throughout the movement. Because like you, if I'm not careful, I can kind of forget about it. And when I go to these places and I hear the stories of salvation and the stories of life change and the stories of rededications and the stories of marriages being healed and addictions being broken and children being raised in the Lord, I just walk away so fired up because God continues to unleash Unbelievable amounts of favor and kindness to this church we love so, so much. And I am just so excited. And as I've been out doing that, I just want to thank you here at Central Campus for keeping the home fires burning, if you will. Uh, You need to know that uh, I really believe that as Central Campus goes, the whole movement goes. Like the oil that would flow off of Aaron's beard in the Old Testament, the oil of God's favor, the oil of God's kindness, the oil of of the teaching that takes place here, the oil of the staff here. It runs out. It flows out to all of the campuses. And so uh, thank you for being Central Campus. Love you very, very dearly. Got a question for you. Any, Any John Legend fans in the house? Come on. Come on, yeah, he's hot right now. If you don't know who John Legend is, good for you. You, 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 you obviously don't listen to radio, and that's cool. That's cool. Um, John Legend has this song out, If You're Out There. If you're out there, can, can I read some of the lyrics? If you hear this message, I should sing it. Because if, if you were here on Friday night, you know that my new name is Benji Bon Jovi. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I brought Bon Jovi on the stage. I lip-synced Bon Jovi right here on Friday night. And the Jersey boys have already called me and told me they want me to go on tour with them. I'm just saying. But I won't sing it. I'll just read it. If you hear this message, wherever you stand, listen, I'm calling every woman. I'm calling every man. We're the generation we can't afford to wait The future started yesterday, and we're already late. No more broken promises, no no more call to war, unless it's love and peace that we're really fighting for. We can destroy hunger, we can conquer hate, put down the arms and raise your voice. 
We're joining hands today. I was looking for a song to sing, searched for a leader. But the leader was me. We were looking for the world to change. We can be heroes. Just go and say if you're out there. Then the song kind of breaks down a little bit. Sing along with me if you're out there. I'm dying to believe that you're out there. Stand up and say it loud if you're out there. Tomorrow's starting now. If you're ready, we can save the world. Believe again, start to mend. We don't have to wait for destiny. We should be the change that we want to see if you're out there. If you hear this message, wherever you stand, I'm calling every woman. I'm calling every man. We're the generation we can't afford to wait. The future started yesterday. And we're already late. Are you out there? Like seriously. Are you out there? Are you out there? Are you out there? Are you out there? Because that is what Hope Rising is asking you. Are you out there? Do you want to be the change that the world so desperately needs? Are you out there? Hope Rising, the best is yet to come is now going on three quarters of the way through. Wrap your mind around this. We only have two Sundays left. Next Sunday the 19th and the 26th. And what I'm asking you, what I'm, what I'm questioning you is this. Are you out there? Some of you quite possibly, you've been avoiding it like the plague. Kind of slipping in, slipping out, hiding. Whoa, we're going to be through Hope Rising before long. But on this third Sunday that's left, if you will, I'm asking you, are you out there? Are you engaged? Are you dialed in? Hope Rising, the best is yet to come. If you haven't gotten a swag bag, we ordered a bunch more. You folks have gone through swag bags like there is no tomorrow. Like we've given away like four times what we thought we would give away and we're still giving them out. They're out there. It's loaded with information. It's loaded with a booklet like that long that walks you through Hope Rising. Uh, A wristband, a refrigerator magnet, shirts. It's all out there. Are you out there? Are you dialed in? Are you engaged? Hope Rising. It is a faith-raising campaign that has three prongs to it. Reach, what? Teach, and release. Reach is all about the other campuses. All eight of the other campuses doing their thing. They've got their own initiatives. They're raising funds. They're, they're, they're doing great, amazing things. That's reach. Teach. What's teach about? What's teach about? Come on, church. It's about central campus. It's about this building. And, and I would have expected you all would just like roar back. Like, you, you, are, are you out there? Reach is about what? Other campuses. No, reach is about other campuses. Teach is about what? This is what teach is about. Right here. This is what teach is about.
As you approach the main campus in Durham, North Carolina, you will first notice that our parking capacity will double as we extend a secondary parking lot to the left of our building. This additional parking should give our central campus ample space for continued growth and easy access and egress on and off our beautiful campus. To the right-hand side of the building, our office space will triple in size, allowing us to accommodate our current staff and future staff needs. Another exciting upgrade will be the expansive and beautifully designed playground that will be enclosed and temperature controlled. Our children's ministry wing will double in capacity to keep reaching, teaching, and releasing God's children into the world. As you enter the worship center, you will see that the new balcony will seat up to 300 additional people. Downstairs, we will blow out the side walls and nearly double our seating capacity on the first floor. All combined, this new worship center will increase from a seating capacity of 600 to 1,407, creating plenty of space to invest and invite our friends and family members to new hope and the abundant life found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. So let me just frame it in vision. The truth is there are hundreds of thousands of people, you might even say millions of people in the epicenter of North Carolina who are lost and searching for hope. And in roundabout ways, they're asking us all the time, are you out there, church? Are you out there? Are you going to be out there enough to provide a parking space for me? Are you going to be out there enough to provide a seat for me? So that I can come in amongst you and receive the hope and the promise and the peace and the forgiveness of the gospel. Are you out there? Reach is about the campuses. Teach is about central campus. Release is all about the mission field. It's all about this church realizing that in Luke chapter 12, Jesus said, to whom much is given, much is required. This church has experienced so much favor. Can I get an amen? So much kindness of God. Can I get an amen? So many resources. And Jesus is thrusting upon us. Hey, to whom much is given, much is required. So for Hope Rising, we didn't want to just build a fat building for ourselves. Though that's important. And I will never back down from that. It is important that when people want Jesus in central North Carolina, North Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill, boy, they need it over there. Amen? I live there. I can say that. <laughs> that when people need Jesus, the church says, we're willing to do whatever it takes to reach you. We're willing to do whatever it takes to provide a seat and a parking space and a children's ministry space for you. Can I get an amen? Yeah. But there's more to it than that. And when we started dreaming of hope rising, we were bound and determined we were not going to make it all about ourselves. And so we've... We've allocated 12% in addition to the million dollars we gave away last year to missions. A million dollars last year. Now we're doing another 12% of Hope Rising, which comes to another million dollars, whereby we are going into the world to be Jesus' church. Listen, to take very seriously Jesus' last words. His last words. Has anybody ever been at the deathbed of someone who was... They, they were lucid. They were present. They were in there. Have anyone ever paid attention to the final words of someone? Yeah. 
the last words Jesus said on planet earth, don't you think he made them his most important words? Jesus knew where he was going. Don't you think he declared in his final breath some of the most important teaching for the church when he said, therefore... In other words, after all I've done, died on the cross, raised from the dead, I've taught you the way for three years. Therefore, go into all the world and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you. And remember, I'm with you always. Do you see the reach? Go into all the world. Reach. Teach them to obey all that I've commanded you. Teach. Teaching them to be fully devoted followers. Release. It's all there. The great commission. And what I believe Jesus was saying to the church in his great commission is he was saying to you and he was saying to me, people are going to wonder if you're out there and if you will go, if you will follow me, if you will go into the world with a passion for people, you will declare and answer emphatically, yes. We're out here, and we care. Like, we care enough to serve not only the spiritually lost, but the physically lost. Those who Jesus would also speak about in Matthew 25. Remember when he set up the sheep and the goats? And he said this, when you have done it unto the least of these, when you've visited those who needed to be visited, when you've, when you've ministered to those who've needed to be ministered, when you've given a cup of cold water in my name, when you've fed the hungry, when you've blessed the needy, Jesus said it like this, when you have done unto the least of these, you have what? You've done it unto me. And so this Sunday, we get to focus on hope missions. Everybody say, Hope missions. Everybody say Hope Missions. H-O-P-E. Here's what it stands for around here. Helping other people everywhere. Hope. Helping other people everywhere. That's what your church does with Hope Missions. And I got together this week with a group of people. And, uh, man, we just sat around with a cup of coffee and just talked. And, uh, man, you're going to love this. Just get comfortable and, and enjoy just a conversation that we're bringing you in so that you can know what Hope Missions is all about, and what this part of the Hope Rising campaign represents. Check it out. One of the things that is exciting a lot of people the most about Hope Rising is the release part. It's the missional part. I think we're waking up to the fact that he's given us so much. Therefore, much is required for us to go into the world like never before, and serve the least of these. Larry, you and Rhea not long ago went to Kenya and helped us launch the Kenya campus. Tell us what that was like and what just moved you, what struck you, how was your life changed or was it not changed? Either one of you, just jump in as you will. What a wonderful experience it was to open the uh, New Hope campus in Kenya and then to go on into the little village of Korea, folks there have nothing. They have no running water in their homes. They don't have sanitation facilities. They don't have electricity. And I can recall going by this, this little area of butcher shops and shoe shops and things like that, and there was a guy 
sitting there with a little boy. We handed him a card, and as soon as we put the card in his hand, he pulled his sweatshirt up, and underneath was New Hope T-shirt. And I'm saying, where did he get that? <laughs> I felt uh, God working through us, just being with those people and letting them know that we cared. It was an amazing sight to see the New Hope signs, to yeah. see the Mickey hands. I mean, everything that we have here, to see it transformed over there mm -hmm. and have the same response yeah. that we have here and to see the droves of people that were coming in on their bikes, the kids that were running to Hope Town. And wow. we had over, uh, over 200 people that came out to the grand opening. So that was mind blowing for me, just to be a part of it and to experience the worship and the kids and all the excitement. Ajawa, one of the things I'm excited about you being here uh, for today is to represent Habitat for Humanity, a brush with kindness. So just talk to us a little bit about Habitat and what it's like to, to serve there. Habitat is a great organization. Uh, our mission is to serve God's people, to serve all of God's people by providing um, safe, decent, affordable housing and communities. Mm. And so New Hope has come alongside us to work with the Brush With Kindness program to make that possible. There are people who have lived in their houses almost all of their lives and who are in jeopardy of having to move out if they're not able to get you know, new gutters or a door fixed yeah. or handrails or a handicap ramp. Simple things that our volunteers come on and in the matter of a day, they're able to change that person's life. That's the importance of realizing that while there's great work to do overseas, there's also a space here and there's mm. so much that people can do. We've had um, over 150 New Hopers um, plug in and volunteer wow. with the Brush With Kindness. Just an amazing experience for, for everyone who, who comes on board. Amy Lynn, you, you've done so many different things here at the church in 12 years and, and some people might not understand that you have now transitioned fully out of children's ministry to being the executive director of Extension Ministries, which is all of our campuses, and Hope Missions. Why don't you just share a little bit about all the other opportunities out there so that people who have this itch can scratch it with local missions. There are multiple opportunities to join teams that serve meals to the homeless at both men's and women's shelters every single month. Of course, our prison ministries. We also have great connections with people who are ministering to young women who have been rescued from human trafficking. We've got um, family mission trips that are happening. Just had a great group that just came back from West Virginia, but definitely encourage um, everyone to explore local missions as well as the global missions. Let's talk about Boho Haiti for just a moment. Rhea, tell us a little bit about what we're doing there and the opportunities that are out there for people. A group went down there last year and started a child sponsorship program um, where we had a team that uh, registered over 100 kids for sponsorship and New Hopers sponsored all 100 of those children, which was just amazing to be able to do that. It's just so amazing to think that we can sponsor a child and change their lives in that kind of way for $35 a month. Just chump change for us that goes so very far over there. John, speak to us about your story. You know, you're from Kenya. You're now living here in the States, a faithful member of New Hope Church, but you offer a powerful perspective that I think we can learn from. In 1995, after my graduation, I couldn't sleep for two days. I didn't figure out what was wrong with me. So me and my mom walked two miles to the hospital 
waited for lab tests, which we didn't pay for. When the tests came back, they told me, oh my, you have typhoid. Me and my mom walked back home with a bunch of medication. We didn't pay for anything. These guys just saved my life. Wow. I have seen a huge impact of missionaries into our country. For each dollar you contribute, it goes down there tenfold. Just a single dollar bill pays for your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know, that's, that's why when we started planning out Hope Rising a year or so ago, we knew we wanted to have a, a portion of Hope Rising given to missions because it does go so far. And again, it's all about to whom much is given, much is required. Amy Lynn, you, you can speak to the movement today just a little bit about how we're doing as a church in giving ourselves away for others. And Bohawk is a big part of water development and increasing the percentage of people who have access to that clean drinking mm -hmm. water and continuing to de uh, develop education in that village. With Kenya, it's a little bit broader base of the projects that we are gonna be doing as part of Hope Rising. But New Hope will be able to come in and dig deep wells that will provide unlimited clean water for the entire community. We have the opportunity to build a building that would be a church building but build a school that would serve as a primary free school for all the children in the area wow. during the week, but then on Sundays be used for Hope Town, mm -hmm. and then of course on Saturdays used for community events and things like that, just as we partner with them and excited to see what God's going to do through Hope Rising mm -hmm. tangibly there. I think what I get excited about and look forward to most about Hope Rising is that exciting moment when somebody goes out into the mission field, they go out into their community, and God's able to use them in a way that they didn't even know was possible and just seeing you know what happens when we go out in obedience to do what he's called us to do it's really that last step of putting your faith into action getting out of your comfort zone whether it's across town and habitat or whether it's across the ocean to Kenya or Haiti the real fulfillment of release and action through hope missions hope is rising there's so much hopelessness in so many communities in Africa they just need somebody to bring them hope. Therefore, with Hope Rising, Hope Rises not only here, it magnifies in Africa. The number of people that are gonna hear the gospel of Jesus Christ just because of what we're doing, not only the lives in the triangle, but the lives beyond in Haiti and Kenya, and the lives that are gonna be changed for eternity is what excites me most about Hope Rising. I just so admire your hearts, your, your passion, and the way you are helping lead our church into a bright future of hope missions. Thank you for being here. Are you out there? Like for real. You know, sometimes I tell you to look at your neighbor and say something or ask them something. I'm not going to do it. Ask yourself, am I out here? Are you out there? 
I've already shared with you a few weeks ago. If you missed it, this will be big news to you. Uh, if, you if you've already heard it, I'm just going to hit it real quickly. But your staff went ahead of you, and we actually got away for a day-long retreat, and we pledged over $300,000. It's going above $300,000. Your pastors and your staff, 14 full-time, 22 full-time and 14 part-time staff, pledged over $300,000. They were basically saying, we're out here. We're in. We're dialed in. What you don't know, this is brand news right off the press, that since that point in time, leaders have stepped up and leaders have pledged. And as of October 10th, which was Friday, we had 2118902 dollars pledged toward Hope Rising. Come on, church. $2,118,000 pledged by leaders who said, we're out here. And what's not included in that number is I just received word last night, actually a text last night, another person stepped up and pledged $150,000 to Hope Rising. It's a three-year campaign, remember, $150,000. And that now takes the new total to $2,268,902. Two and a quarter million dollars. On an $8.6 million goal, people who've said, I'm in, we're in, and I'm just asking you today, are you in? Are you out there? Because by the way, I'm receiving all this, and I got to tell you, man, I'm on cloud nine. I'm soaring high. I am fired up. This thing is looking good. And then I get an email from my consultant, George Franco, this week. And George is with Enjoy Stewardship Solutions. He is our consultant. We just don't do these things willy-nilly, guys. We don't do things like this off the cup. We hire the best companies in the world who are kingdom-minded, and they lead us through things like this. And so we've hired Enjoy Stewardship Solutions. My friend John Maxwell is the one who founded that organization. And so our consultant is George Franco. I'm soaring high. I'm going, wow, we're already over $2 million. And then George sends me an email. May I read it to you? I got his permission. In setting our goals, we were praying that 70% of the giving households, that is 975 families, 70%, would participate. If they gave an average total gift of $8,200 or $2,735 a year or $227 a month, New Hope would reach their goal of $8 million. So do you get what he's saying? That was you got to study these things. There's different ways to, to skin this, but there's, this is the way we were looking at it. So if every person who is a giving family in this church would pledge as an average $8,200... Or $227 a month. Can I just say, by the way, because some of you are thinking through what you're going to pledge. The truth is you could give up Starbucks and a couple dinners out and give $227 a month. Some of you might delay a car purchase. Some of you might delay this or a vacation or that. But you just start strategically thinking it up and you actually come to realize that it doesn't take much. To give that kind of average. But then he says this. Inside those numbers, we were hopeful that 25 people would give approximately 2.7 million. So far, your top six people have given just over $700,000. In other words, not all of your legacy pledges are in. And sometimes they roll in a little late or with the church commitments. So we would expect to see more larger pledges 
But overall, this category looks like the area that we might fall a little short. What he's saying is, in these campaigns, there are those who can give large amounts of money. And we're falling a little short in that. And what he's saying is, if we're going to fall short in that, and I don't want to be too quick to dismiss that, but if we're going to fall short in that, he's about to turn the, the page, if you will, and talk about participation. And so... Some of you are out there and you can give big gifts to Hope Rising. Big gifts. And he's saying, hey, we need you in if we're going to make this happen. We really need you to pitch up and lead the way because God has given you incredible resources. But then look at what he says when he talks about the participation. Now, the good news is I have a feeling that you may go, you may get well over 975 givers that commit to the project. So if your participation rate goes up, and if you do a lot to offset a shortfall in any particular giving category, the other real positive item is that of the 113 pledges that I saw on my report, the average gift is over $17,000. And he goes, woohoo! He says, that is absolutely amazing for the place that you are in the project. And he ends with this. So I can't guarantee the results, obviously, but I feel like based on the numbers, messages, vision and hard work and prayer by the church, that your participation rate could be higher, which is a massive plus for many reasons, people's faith journey. And I also feel like the core of the church may carry the load with gifts that will balance out to $8,000 overall average we are looking for. And those are average numbers. Some of you are like, $150,000, there's no way. Some of you are like, that's nothing to me. Others of you are like, $8,000, there's no way. Others of you are like, that's nothing. The key that he is saying is that we need 100% participation. Are you out there? You remember the second sermon I preached in this series? It was called The Power of What? Participation. We need you in. So I take away a couple things from this email. We're doing good, but we need people to stretch themselves. Stretch yourself. Don't make a comfortable pledge. I mean, get out of the boat. Stretch yourself. What is the most extravagant thing you've ever done for God from a financial perspective? When have you ever said to God, God, this is crazy. And if you don't show up, listen, I'm going to fall flat on my face, but I'm going to trust you. Because God is faithful. The other thing I take from this is, is that I need to be very, very clear as we keep moving closer and closer to October 26. Whatever you do, don't miss October 26. And grab that pledge card, which is in front of you. Everybody grab the pledge card out of the chair pocket in front of you, please. And some of you are still like, I don't know if I want to touch it. <laughs> you are. Others of you are like, I can't grab it fast enough. Everybody get it. At all of our campuses, great. And it's kind of warm up here on the stage. The lights always get a little hot. I need some wind. Everybody just blow that around. Blow. Everybody. I need to see everybody with a punch card in your hand. There you go. Oh, I feel it. I like it. Thank you. It's awesome. Now, I explained this a few weeks ago. So I'm not going to explain it now, but here's what I want you to do. Take it home. And put it somewhere where you'll see it. And you're like, I already got one. It's on that swag in that swag bag somewhere. Where's your swag bag? You don't know. 
take, take, put it somewhere. Ask us if you've got any questions about it. It's a three-year pledge. The other thing I take away from the email is the first fruits is huge. The first fruits is huge. First fruits is mentioned 33 times in the Bible. We're asking you on October 26th, we are believing that it is going to be the largest, most epic Sunday ever in the history of this church. We are believing that all the campuses are going to come forward. They're going to make pledges. They're going to stretch themselves. It's not going to be comfortable. They're going to get out of their comfort zone. They're going to stretch themselves, and they're going to bring forth, if possible, a first fruits of around 10% of your pledge. Should be, no doubt, the largest offering ever taken in the history of this church. It will mitigate construction costs and maximize expanding the kingdom right out of the gate. Are you out there? Open up your Bibles to Joshua 1. Joshua chapter 1. If you follow me on Twitter, you know that I was up the other night. I could not sleep at all. I think I might have slept a few hours that night. God took me to this text, and I actually shared it the other night. And it, it just was, it, it's just such the word for the people of God this week that I had to just share it again today. Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. Moses is dead. God's people is at a defining moment. They're at a pivotal point. They're at a proverbial fork in the road, if you will. They're on top of Mount Nebo. God is calling them into the promised land. And I want to read for you Joshua 1, 1 through 9. You've been sitting a while. Will you please stand in honor of God's word? After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all the people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land that I am about to give them to the Israelites. I will give you every place you set your foot as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Let the church say amen. amen. Read, read verse 6 with me. Ready? Go. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Now watch the next verse. Let's read it out loud together. Ready? Go. Be strong and Be strong and what? I mean, the Hebrew word there is so emphatic. First, the Bible says, be strong and courageous. And it's like the word of the Lord is saying to, to Joshua and the people of God. And I believe with us today, don't just be strong and courageous. Be strong and what? Very courageous. Let's continue. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left. Let's continue. That you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. That you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? What is it? Be strong and do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will go with you wherever you go. Let the church say amen. 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 And amen. You trust him. You stretch your faith. 
you get out of the comfort zone and realize that God will go with you wherever you go. Just be strong. And what? Very courageous. You may be seated. Church, let me just break it down and wrap up here. I believe we're at a proverbial fork in the road. I believe this church is given yet again an incredible opportunity to step into a big, bold future. So many of you sit here, you weren't here when we did it seven and a half years ago. You enjoy all of this because a little group of us pitched up, stepped up, stepped out, and did something great. And what I'm calling you to do, every single one of you, it's your time. It's your moment to step up and step out. Everybody say, step up. Now say, step out. Step up. Step out. I'm calling you. Are you out there to join us and do something great with your life? To provide parking spaces for people who need Jesus. To provide seats for people who need Jesus. To provide children's ministry space for people who need Jesus. To go into the mission field with with, with us like never before. To minister to the needy in the name of Christ. Be strong and courageous. Everybody say, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous and do something great for God. Martin Luther, the great Martin Luther, Protestant reformer said this, I have held many things in my hands and I have lost them all. But whatever I have placed in God's hand, hands, that I still what? That I still possess. Most people hop along kind of miserably, if you will, when it comes to giving financial resources to the kingdom of God. And here's why I think it is. I think you have a trust issue. Let me say it again. Most people hop along miserably when it comes to giving God the minimum of the biblical tithe, let alone pledging to a great movement like this. They hop along, they struggle because they struggle with trusting God. And the Bible tells us, though, listen, that God will supply our needs, which is why the Bible says be strong and courageous. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 and 8. Let's read this together. Great, great passage of Scripture. Ready? Go. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap what? Generously. Let's continue. Go to the next one. Great, great passage of scripture. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion, but God loves a... Now just just stop right there. God loves a what? We're in a capital campaign. I wonder, I, want, I wonder if you can show me some cheer. I, wa- I wonder if you can smile about it. Let's start. You know, you know how athletic feels? They do the wave. I hate the wave. I'm so sick of the wave. I can't stand it when they do it at games. But, but, but can we do a wave of smiles? Not the wave. Keep your hands down. Save that for worship. But get... I want to see your whites. I want to see your whites. Oh, this is awesome. I look at the camera right now. Raleigh, do it. Raleigh, North Raleigh Coffee House. Other campuses. Come on. Show me your teeth. Show me your cheer. 
Church, we should be excited about this. We should be fired up. We get to do this. We get to, we get to give money to reaching people for Jesus, teaching them the word, and releasing fully devoted followers of Christ all over the world. And the last part of that verse, oh, I saved the best for last. Watch this. Ready? Go as soon as it pops up. Ready? Go. Yeah. And God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. God is able to do what? Make all grace abound. So that having what? When? You may do what? Ours is a God of all sufficiency. And what some of you really have to do, two weeks left, you have to step out and trust God like never before and know that he has all sufficiency in the palm of his hands. Trust him and know that at all times he has your back. Be strong. Be courageous. Courageous. Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is the ability in spite of the fear that I'm going to step out and stretch myself and trust that when I do, God will meet me there. Stretch yourself. Are you out there? We need every single one of you to show up on October 26th and stretch yourself. This is why we've been calling it a faith-raising campaign, not just a financial campaign. This is about your faith. Will you trust God? And I'm here to tell you, these are the moments out of which greatness are born. Have you ever had your life count for greatness in God's story? You are at a fork in the road. Which way will you go? Will you step into greatness or will you shrink back from greatness? Many people shrink back. Many people walk away from what God wants to do with their lives. Are you out there? Can I read you one page of the book and then I'm done? How many of you have read this book, Robert Morris? He preached here. Y'all know this guy. Y'all know this guy, Robert Morris. If you don't have this book, please, please, please go to the Resource Center and buy this book today. It's called The Blessed Life. I've given away thousands of them. It totally changed my life. Well, a new hoper emailed me this week, and a new hoper told me, you got to go read page 83. It reminded me of this page that I had read. And so I went and read it, and I thought, oh, my. It's exactly what I'm talking about. See, I believe... People are going to be saved as a result of hope rising. See those walls and the banners at the campuses? By the way, some of you have asked, can I write more names up there? We've put markers out on the, on the columns here. So any Sunday you want to write a name of the missing on a wall, just go for it. 
Just go for it. Just write it where the others have written. You know what I'm saying? But I believe people are going to be saved in Africa and Haiti and all over the Carolinas because of hope rising. And look at what he says. He's talking about finances. He said, this is why I keep emphasizing that money is not inherently evil. God uses money to feed and clothe people. He uses money to facilitate and spread the gospel to the unreached parts of the world. This explains why the enemy of our souls works so hard to corrupt and distort our thoughts of money. Can I just pause right there? The enemy corrupts our thinking and distorts our soul when it comes to finances. Which is why some of you, when I talk about hope rising, you kind of struggle. You get a little angry. You get mad. You're wondering why we're doing this and you're not sure. And, and you, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not getting involved. Why would I use my money for God? And God is calling you out. Are you out there? And you've let the evil one come in and distort your thinking. I don't know if I should do this or not, but I'm sitting at the kitchen table the other day with my kids in there, and I'm talking to them about pledging. And, and, and one of my kids, who will remain nameless? Because we're very real in our family. I mean, we just keep it real. You know? He said, I don't, I, don't, I don't have any money in my room, Dad. And I said, but what about your bank account? He goes, I ain't touching that. I said, son, you remind me of a lot of people at the church. Thankfully, I, I looked at him. I said, I'll pray for you. Thankfully, the next day, he, he got up and he came downstairs and he, he, had filled out, he had filled out his pledge card. I'm so proud of him. This is an eight-year-old kid. Why are y'all laughing? Jenny Lee is over here, our family ministries pastor. We're, we're talking to our, your children about this. It's a different pledge card. It's, it's, it's commensurate with them. It's a different pledge card. But don't, don't you want your children to learn how to participate in the things of God? I hope the students are doing it. I mean, oh, my lanta. It's different amounts. But my little eight-year-old kid, I'm so stinking proud of him. Oh! <laughs> oh, that's funny. Now I know why you're laughing. Y'all really know my family that well? Sweet little Joshua. Eight-year-old kid. Eight-year-old kid. That's funny right there. Pledged a dollar a week. Do you know what a dollar a week will add up to over three years? $144. See, some of you just haven't done the simple math. You can drop three, five hundred dollars a month. Thousand, two thousand dollars. You know what that'll add up to? You're talking about greatness. Little eight-year-old kid, $144. He said, Daddy, you know you know that means you're gonna have to increase my allowance. I said, Josh, you know that means you're gonna have to increase your work. We made a deal. I didn't expect all that. That was funny. He says, this explains why the enemy of our souls works so hard to corrupt and distort our thoughts on money. The devil knows that God can take temporal money and turn it into eternal souls. Did you hear that? He knows that the money we give to the church, the more souls we get to, be, we get to see saved, the more the kingdom of God is going to be advanced and the kingdom of darkness is going to fail. Hell is being plundered by our offerings and Satan knows it. The devil hates spirit-led giving because it simultaneously diminishes his kingdom of darkness and makes us more like our heavenly father. 
That's why I stated in the opening words of the introduction that the devil doesn't want you to read this book. And I would say the devil doesn't want you to participate in Hope Rising. He doesn't want you to get free financially. Therefore, he doesn't want you to tithe and give offerings so that your money can be blessed and multiplied. At this point, you might be thinking, well, to be honest, I don't have enough. I don't have enough to give to make any of this relevant to me. I don't need to know about stewardship because I don't have any money. Some of you are thinking that. To that, I would lovingly but frankly say, watch this, and you never will. If you don't embrace the principle of giving. In verse 10 of the passage, the Bible says this, He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. The Bible says that we must be faithful with a little before we are going to be entrusted with much. If you have just a little bit, last couple paragraphs, if you just have a little bit of money, you are a perfect candidate for the blessings of God because if you will be faithful with that little, God will bless you with more. God is looking for people he can entrust with much. He knows that a person who is unjust with a little will be unjust with more as well. And I'm not a prosperity gospel preacher. You've heard me go off on that before. But you cannot deny the teaching of Scripture when it comes to some of this. God will bless you any way he sees fit. But he will bless you. Last paragraph. He also knows that a person who is unjust with a little will be unjust with much as well. Christians who will cheat with a little will not suddenly become faithful if they are given a lot. That is why Jesus says, this is, these are the words of Jesus, not Robert Morris. Luke 16, 11 and 12. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the little things, who will commit to you trust and true riches? And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? What I'm trying to help us see is that it is not how much we have that matters. It is whose it is. If we belong to God, then it's his money, not ours. That is why Jesus tells me I need to be faithful what is, with what is someone else's, i.e. God's. It is not mine. It is his. And each new day brings a test of my stewardship. Hope rising is a test of your stewardship. Are you out there? I hope so. Join me. And let's do something great for God. Let's let God Use our stuff, which belongs to him anyway, to write a divine narrative across planet earth of which you and I get to be on the front lines. Are you out there? In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Father, we love you. Speak to us. You have our attention. Speak to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. 
If you would like to learn more about the ministries of New Hope Church, please stop by one of our six campuses anytime or visit us online at newhopenc.org. If you have any prayer requests, please send those to prayers at newhopenc.org and our pastors and staff will stand with you in prayer. We hope you'll join us next week. God bless and thank you for being a part of our church family.